Welcome in to Family Devotions with Religionless Christianity. We're so grateful that you're here. We are happy that you're joining us as we continue our walk through the book of Genesis, today discussing Genesis 3. And there's a lot we could go over and cover when discussing Genesis 3. You know, in this chapter, we're introduced to the serpent, who the Apostle John in Revelation chapter 12, verse 9 calls the serpent of old, who is called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. And we see the first of those deceptions here in Genesis 3. We see that even from the beginning, obedience to God is required for all his children, with the command to not eat from one tree. And we see sin enter the world, and with it, God proclaims that death has also entered the world. Because of this sin, we also see Adam and Eve being driven from Eden and from close and perfect relationship with God. And of course, we get maybe the highlight of Genesis 3, that being Genesis 3.15, and the first promise of a Savior, a Savior that would come to crush the head of the serpent, that of course being our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And with all of that, what I want to focus on is, well, none of those. I want to focus on Genesis chapter 3, verse 13. God speaking to Eve after she had eaten of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God asks Eve, what is this you have done? And God does not ask because he doesn't know the ramifications of her decision, but because she didn't know and couldn't possibly know. And my question, what I ponder and would implore you to ponder is, do you? Do you understand what you do when you sin? Do you understand the ramifications of your sin? Do you understand the damage that your sins cause, not just to yourself, but to those around you? Sin today is no different than sin when Eve committed it all those thousands of years ago. It is still disobedience to God. It still separates you from God's presence and still results in death. You know, we have a way of downplaying our sins, but rather they're big or small, disobedience, separation, and death is still the outcome. And rather big or small, James tells us in James chapter 2, verse 10, for whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles in one point, he has become guilty of all. While sin today is the same as it's always been, the solution to sin is also the same. Jesus Christ, who is the author and finisher of our faith, is that solution. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And John chapter 3 verse 16 says, Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So that is the decision to make. Die in your sins or be saved by the finished work of Christ. I hope you choose the latter. What Adam and Eve had done, they had no idea really. And I don't think we do either when we disobey God. Adam's sin affected all of creation. It separated every single person from God that would be born. What a burden to bear. Adam maybe thought just he would die, but did he realize that everyone would die too? We should consider how our disobedience to God affects other people's relationship to God. Raising children to know God, that's the most important thing I can do as a parent. I don't want my children to be separated from God for eternity. 
So how am I living and am I teaching them enough? And if I got to the end of my life and heard God say, look what you've done, and he showed me all the negative ripple effects of my own sin and how it affected every person, well, that's how Adam and Eve felt, I'm sure. And it's just so sad thinking about that. But praise God, we have Jesus who we can look to and say, look what he's done. We can call upon his name and be saved from our sin and its result, death. And yes, we may have caused others to sin and led them away from God in the past, just like Adam did. But we have forgiveness in Christ Jesus. Look what he has done. Amen. And let us end um, with a prayer from our Scottish Psalter of 1595. Praying today from Psalm 8. Eternal God, who by thy mighty providence does govern all creatures, we humbly beseech thee that it would please thee to visit us by thy Son, Jesus Christ, and restore us to that honor from which we were cast down by the sin of our forefathers, and that we may, in remembrance of thy great benefits toward us, celebrate thy miraculous power both now and evermore. Amen. Amen.